Could you be in a toxic relationship and not even see the signs? This is far more common than you think. Today on Tamar's Relationship Transformations, your host, author, and certified relationship coach, Tamar Neal, will expose the less talked about, but nonetheless, all important aspects of unhealthy and abusive relationships. You'll learn how to avoid being in one or how to get out of one. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the host or the show. Now, here's Tamar Neal. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You know, I want to take a moment out and just thank all of my listeners from around the world. I want to let you know, because I used to watch Romper Room, I'll share a quick story. When I was a kid, I don't know if I'm dating myself or what, but Romper Room was a show I watched when I was a kid, and Miss Sally would always look through her wand and acknowledge everyone that was out there in television land and say she saw them, and Miss Sally never saw me. But anyway, I want to let you know that I do see you, and I am very grateful, so I want to thank my listeners in California. Massachusetts, Virginia, Oklahoma, Washington, D.C. Y'all always stand by me. Maryland, my hometown. But then we have listeners as far away as Italy, South Africa, France, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I feel like I'm doing a Miss Universe pageant. Brazil. And the Philippines. Now, I just named a few, but I want to let you know that I'm very grateful that you take your time out to listen to tomorrow's relationship transformations. And I love you for it. Thank you for joining us. Now, today, we are going to take a timely, true to life look at America's first female presidential candidate. And no, as quiet as it is kept, we are not talking about Hillary Clinton. Because 48 years before American women were granted the right to vote in 1872, Victoria Woodhull became the first female to run for president of the United States, setting a precedent still followed by female politicians today, including presumptive Democratic Party 2016 presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. Well, I want to let y'all know that on July 25, 2016, the very same day, that the Democratic National Convention kicked off in Philadelphia. Multi-award-winning author Nicole Avelina released Madame Presidentis, revealing the incredible story of notorious Victoria, who has until now been largely excluded from the history books. Now, Don't listen to me with that look on your face when I say that today's guest is here to set the record straight about the first female candidate for president because it has been a known fact that for many years what we have learned in the history books have been myths 
and mysteries. So allow me to introduce multi-award-winning historical author Nicole Avelina. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Wait, hold on, Nicole. Nicole <laughs> believes strongly. Now, see, you're laughing and I hold on. Nicole believes strongly in women's rights and empowerment, which is reflected in the stories of strong females that she chooses to tell. Now, while other writers may choose to write about the famous, Nicole tells the stories of those who are in danger of being forgotten in the history pages so that her memories, so that their memories may live on. Nicole reveals the story of Victoria Woodhull, a former resident of Chicago, the first female to run. That's why I said the first female to run for president of the United States in 1872. In her new novel, Madame Presidentis, out now. The release coincides with the Democratic National Convention, Convention, paralleling the possibility of America's first female president being elected in 2016. Now, with that being said, hi, Nicole. Welcome. Hello. That was one heck of an introduction. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. I tell you, this 1800 stuff is just... I don't know what's going on, but something just keeps calling me and pulling me back there, and I'm not going to go all the way into it, but when I heard about your book, Madden Presidentis, and then when I received the book, oh my God, I'm rubbing the cover, and now this cover is like, I'm in love with the cover, I had to play with the cover before I even opened the book, the book is amazing, it's I'll amazing, make sure to tell my amazing. designer, she'll be yes, happy. It, yes, it's truly amazing, and you know it's going to take me a minute to read this book. It's a lot of reading. Yeah, it's a, but, it's a thick book. <laughs> hmm. Yes, I was. I was like, oh my goodness! But I got my hand on it right now, and there's something about this book. Y'all gotta check it out, Madam Presidentess. Now let me get to the questioning. Sure. Nicole, tell us what inspired you to write this timely book, Madam Presidentess. I love to say it. I love the title. <laughs> Um, I actually found out about Victoria Woodhull from a pin on Pinterest, of all things. I did not learn about her in school, and I went to an all-girls high school. So, you know, our education was typically more skewed towards, you know, the female and female empowerment. But um, it was, you know, about so 18 years or so after I graduated from high school that I saw that pin, and it talked about Victoria's accomplishments. Um, she was, in addition to being the first woman to run for president, in the United States. She was also the first woman to own a stock brokerage on Wall Street. She co-owned it with her sister, um, whose name is Tennessee, or Tenny for short. Um, she was the first woman to speak before a sitting um, committee of Congress. She spoke in front of the House Judiciary Committee um, on, the, on the subject of women's suffrage. Uh, she was also one of the first women in the country to uh, run a weekly newspaper, which she also ran with her sister. Um, and you know, in addition to that, the pin also talked about how she was known as Mrs. Satan to her detractors and oh that her goodness. story had been lost to most of history. And, of course, as you said, I enjoy the lost stories more than the well-known ones. So, of course, I was interested. And any woman referred to as Mrs. Satan, I had to find out why. Why? And why? Let's stop there. Why? 
Okay. Um, the story comes from um, a cartoon that was published in Harper's Weekly in 18, I believe it was 1871 or 1872. And it depicted her as a winged figure with horns um, and it, uh, holding a scroll that said, uh, join me in free love. And she was an advocate of free love, which she defined as the right of a man and a woman to begin their marriage as soon as they fall in love and end their marriage as soon as they fall out of love without the uh, interference of the government. So she felt it should not be a legal institution. And that was just not accepted in, in Victorian society because they believed it would lead to, you know, wanton promiscuity because there, there wouldn't be affairs that way. Um, you know, and she lived her life according to those principles. Wow. Well, let yeah. me ask you this. Why was America's first female presidential candidate why had she been largely forgotten in the, in the history pages? Why was she so largely forgotten? We don't really know for sure, but based on the research that I've done, I've come up with <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> two major factors. Um, the first one being that Victoria lived a very long time. She lived until 1927, so she was 90 when she passed away. The following year, there was a biography released about her called The Terrible Siren that um, depicted her as a, a prostitute and an absolutely corrupt woman. Everything horrible you could possibly think of to lay at a woman's feet, that book did. And it was um, later proven that the author of the book paid for a lot of her stories, and the stories were made up. But it, was, it had done enough damage by that point to paint her in such a way that nobody would want to hold her up as an exemplar in the history books. In addition to that, when Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who were both contemporaries and friends of Victoria, when they went to actually write the book on the history of the suffrage movement, they only included a very tiny amount of information about Victoria. They mentioned that her newspaper existed, and they included a copy of the petition that she uh, gave before the House Judiciary Committee of Congress. But they didn't talk about her presidential run. They didn't talk about the huge influence that she made as a, a speaker on behalf of women's suffrage. None of that was there. And we can surmise that that was possibly uh, in retribution for the fact that Victoria actually turned on them toward the end of her presidential campaign. So friends to enemies, and then in revenge, nah, she's only a small part of the actual history book of suffrage. Therefore, she wasn't considered important enough to be included in the history books. My. Well, I tell you, Nicole, we have, we have about two minutes before break. And in those two minutes, I would like for you to tell us um, real quick, quickly, if Victoria were alive today, what do you think she would think of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? If you're able to tell us that and tell us where we can get your book before we go to this commercial. Sure, sure. I think... I think Victoria would be a huge fan of Hillary's because she is a strong woman. She has the, the political experience that Victoria lacked, um, and she's not afraid to say things that people don't necessarily like, which is something that, she and, that Victoria and Hillary have in common. Um, I don't think she'd be bothered by the blackmail scandal and some of the other things. Um, not blackmail. Jeez, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the okay. email scandal. And mm -hmm. some of the other things that are going on, because Victoria herself was involved in blackmail scandals in her within her lifetime, um, 
they were never proven, but um, her mother and one of her sisters were frequent blackmailers. So Victoria is definitely would not be one who is a stranger to controversy. Um, I think she could relate to Donald Trump in that he doesn't have the political experience either. Um, Victoria's thing to hang her hat on was her stock brokerage experience. So she was a wealthy businesswoman, like he is a wealthy businessman. But I don't think she would approve of a lot of the things he said, especially the things that can be considered derogatory to women. Um, she would not have stood for that. So it sounds like this book should be a movie. <laughs> I hope mm, it is someday. <laughs> I, I hear a movie. Now tell us, Nicole, where can we get your book and how can we get in touch with you? Sure. Um, you can get the book at most online major retailers, including Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, iBooks, uh, Kobo, and Smashwords. And um, you can get in touch with me pretty much on any major social media site. Um, if you just look for Nicole Evelina, which I'll spell in a minute, um, my website is NicoleEvelina.com. It's N-I-C-O-L-E-E-V-E-L-I-N-A.com. All right. Well, Nicole Evelina, I want to thank you for joining us. And I'm going to take the time out to read this book. Um, Congratulations. And um, on that note, we're going to take a deep breath and a pause. Let me take the breath first. And a pause for the cause. And when we come back, I am going to tell you where Nick Cannon and I can be found together during the month of August. Now, Mariah Carey, clutch your pearls, girl. We'll be right back. Now, don't y'all go nowhere now, you hear? This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. For many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's TamarNeal.com or call 888-503-1575. Build a better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. Now, back to the show. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. Well, I just want to I just want to go back to this real quick and let you know uh, I've been traveling through this time thing myself. So when her uh, publicist emailed me about the book, it was like, wow, something from the 1800s when I've been doing a little research myself. You know, the older, I guess it's a sign of old age, y'all. But I, I just want to tell you, you know, Nicole's book, Madam Presidentis, and I hope you guys check it out, is dear to my heart. Because according to the records of genealogy in Dorchester County, I've been checking on my ancestors. Anyway, the, according to the records, and we, we're going to get off of this after this. And I'm going to tell you where Nick Cannon and I were. According to the records in gene of, of genealogy in Dorchester County, Maryland, my ancestors, Charles and Rachel Jackson, were born around 1820, the, the last ones that were known. They owned a parcel of land located in Salem, Maryland, on Route 50, across from what used to be Dean's Cannon Factory. Now, because they were born during slavery, which ended with the signing of the 13th Amendment in 1865, we can make the assumption that they were free husband and wife because only free black men were able to own property during slavery. You know, it was out of question for women, but my people owned property during slavery. With this being said, I know that my ancestors played a large part in Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad because Harriet Tubman was also from Dorchester County, Maryland. So, I mean, they live in the same neighborhood and my people owned property back then. You can imagine how many people traveled through. I'd be really interested to find out about that. And then I recently discovered that one of my ancestors, Ma Jackson, was a pioneer for the civil rights activists. She was a pioneer civil rights activist, organizer of the Baltimore branch of the NAACP, and pioneered the tactic of nonviolence resistance to racial segregation that's used by Martin Luther King and others during the early civil rights movements. So with all of this being said, you know, you try to figure out why you're so bullheaded and you so quick to stand up. I was, I'm a domestic violence advocate. Some things are just in you. Um, and when I'm going to say this, when I was writing my award-winning book, Venomous Relationships, a children's book just came pouring out of me. And I ended up writing my children's motivational, inspirational, national award-winning book, Friendship, that was inspired by Martin Luther King's quote, I have a dream that my four little children would not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Now, I am just like, when that book came out of me, I didn't even know I was going to write it. Okay. We're going to take another deep breath. Y'all take a breath and get y'all stuff together. I'm going to tell you where Nick Cannon and I was found, can be found during the month of August. Y'all ready? Okay. Many of you may not know, but I am a domestic violence advocate. I write books to help women to identify the telltale traits of a toxic relationship. So when I received an email from WebMD, 
to write a groundbreaking article for their magazine. It was an offer that I could not refuse. And as, and as if the deal wasn't sweet enough, guess who was on the cover? Nick Cannon. Now, I know y'all minds was in the gutter, but I'm happily married to the guy that I went to the prom with. We came full circle, so I don't need y'all going there. And Mariah, you can let your pearls go. I am pleased to inform my listening audience that WebMD Magazine is available in doctor's offices nationwide and can be also attained on, obtained online at WebMDMagazine.com. My article um, is on page 49. So I'm actually doing a groundbreaking article for me, too, because it's my uh, domestic violence story. And I, I've never told that story. So I was feeling some kind of way. Uh, for many of you that don't know, for many years, I was an emergency communication technician, also known as a 911 operator uh, for Baltimore County. And during this time working in this very stressful environment, I found myself that the only help available on the other end of the line, while people did some of the most unthinkable things to the ones that many of us thought that they loved in the privacy of their homes until the first responders arrived. Imagine being on the line with that day in and day out. So whenever I would tell someone or whenever I tell someone I was a 911 operator for many years, people always want to know how I managed to handle such a stressful position. So I want to take a moment to tell you about what was going on in my life during that time and how I managed to stay sane by staying in the moment. Well, I was in the middle of a very painful, unsolicited divorce that my youngest son was having a very difficult time comprehending. And guess what, y'all? Just when I thought things could not get any worse, my teenager decided to show me that he was growing up. And it became quite apparent there was absolutely nothing that I could do to stop him. So y'all know how it is when that teenager decides they're growing up. So I found myself feeling frozen in time because I was watching my dream of the two-parent household with the white picket fence suddenly becoming a nightmare. Now I want to tell y'all something, feeling emotionally bankrupt and probably clinically depressed was not an option for a 911 operator. So there I was with a pending divorce, the thought never far from the front of my mind of being a single parent with two sons depending solely on me, an inflated mortgage, car note, dog. All of this was difficult because I could not afford to go to work distracted. Y'all know, as a 911 operator, one batch call could put me on world news, baby, before the end of the shift and land me in the unemployment line all at the same time. One day, against my better judgment, I went to work feeling angry, depressed, and hopeless. As I sat down in a dim-lit room at the cold console, within the first few hours of taking emergency calls, I was required to tell a terrified mother who had just discovered her child hanging in the closet of her home not to cut him down. 
So as I waited, feeling helpless with the petrified mother screaming on the other end of the line in the seemingly forever until the first responders arrived, I could not believe that I went to work upset because my son was growing up. And almost immediately following that call was the voice of an elderly caller who had just discovered her life partner would no longer be in her life. Not in this lifetime anyway. You know how you get that call from that elderly caller, that voice. You recognize that elderly voice when they say they say to you, um, he's gone or she's gone. And, and you know almost immediately what it means. Um, so I came to the realization that all marriages will, for some reason, come to an unforeseen, some type of unforeseen end. And although it seemed that the worst had happened, I soon received a call that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Hurry up! He has a gun! And I heard the fight, the uh, the shots fired. Now I do not know what happened, and something tells me I did not. I don't want to know. By the end of this life-changing day at work, I found myself feeling excited to return to my soon-to-be single-parent household. The mere thought that I still had the opportunity to provide for my two perfect, not perfect. Let me correct that. But precious sons made me feel special and undeserving as I thought about the woman who only wanted to cut her child hanging down. Today, my children were both alive and well. And I came to the realization that today is really all we have. You know, after this rude awakening, I refuse to spend another day of my life being healthy, alive, and ungrateful on this side of the earth. I learned to be grateful for the moment because it holds the opportunity for new beginnings. So I could still hug my children, who was very huggable. If I choose to talk to my soon-to-be ex, he was still able to hear me. I can now be grateful for the time that we spent together and happy that we can both move forward to the next chapter of our lives without death doing us part. I also can be happy that we parted because it opened the door for my childhood sweetheart and first boyfriend, the guy that I went to the soul to the prom with, my soulmate, to walk into my life and reunite, to come full circle. I came to know that in life, the things that are really important, you are only allowed to take one at a time. Although I live, I although, you know, I could not live without breathing. You're only allowed one breath at a time. One breath at a time, one second at a time, one moment at a time. I'm working on my soon-to-be released Baltimore 911 operator breaks the silence, which will be available soon in most bookstores. So if you're a literary agent interested in my story, holla. Well, we're gonna take another deep breath. 
and we are going to when we return we are going to be talking about my award-winning book venomous relationships which is available on amazon and barnes and noble in all book forms we're going to be talking about them 10 venomous relationships y'all when we come back so don't y'all go nowhere now you're here live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel for many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's TamarNeal.com or call 888-503-1575. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I always dance a little bit to that little little beat to that music there. But anyway, welcome back. Um, I believe that we were going to be talking about the 10 very common and notice I used the word common less talked about venomous relationships in my award-winning book venomous relationships no monsters in the book just people doing real people things so I'm gonna take a moment and break down some of the men, some of the relationships, because it's not just men, it's the relationships in the book. It's no male bashing in the book. This can happen to anyone, male, female, anywhere. And we all play a part in these relationships. So my book, I start out with a scenario for each chapter. Um, I give you the scenario. I give each title a, each each uh, chapter, there are 10 chapters, and each chapter has a title. The first one is Dr. Respectable and Mr. High. So after I give you a scenario of a Dr. Respectable and Mr. High relationship, it is followed, it is followed by a let's talk section. Because many times when a woman is in a venomous relationship or a toxic relationship, uh, she doesn't have girlfriends. 
because she's been isolated by design. She's been isolated by her abuser. You know, they start off with, I don't like your girlfriend. They go to girlfriends. I don't like your sister. I agree with your sister. You know, and then next, they don't like your mother. But anyway, let's go on to Dr. Respectable and Mr. High. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Now, this is a guy that you will more than likely um, um, meet this guy, and he seems to have it all together. He wants to get things started really fast. And he's not afraid of commitment. So, although, and here's another thing about him. For some reason, you may not particularly be attracted to him. But he has a way of convincing you that he is the guy for you and you need this guy in your life. He usually has an upstanding position um, in the community, like a police officer. He may even be a minister, a pastor, a teacher. Um, and um, people just seem to like him. He's very respectable in the community. But when you get home, guess what? You got to hide from him. Y'all know this guy. Everybody think you lucky to have him. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Okay, then we got the player from the Himalaya. Now, the player from the Himalaya is looking for someone to complete a fantasy. And he will bore very easily. He's out there and he's a hunter by nature. Now, although the player, you more than likely beat him in a club now. Now, although the player pursues a wide variety of prey, he is fairly selective about whom he chooses to play with. Although he's not looking for a, a keeper now, I don't think he's looking for a keeper. He considers his prey a trophy. Therefore, he often selects women, and the men know what I'm talking about, who are superficial because they are more likely to believe that they are the best thing that ever happened to him and they are usually starved for attention. So he makes them feel like they're the cream of the crop. And when a woman is superficial, honey, that is not a difficult task. You know, a man walk up to her, tell her that he, she's the best thing that he ever seen. You know, the best looking woman that He's seen all night or this year or whatever, and she believes him right away, you know. Anyway, so we talk about the player from the Himalaya and um, where you'll more than likely meet him at and how you can go wrong with that player, which way you make your mistake, you know. Players from the Himalaya, I mean, he might not be a bad idea for a night out on the town, I'm going to put it to you blunt. As long as you don't let your panties hit the floor on the first date, it might be a little fun. All right. So I, I tell it like it is in the book, y'all. I don't hold it back. If you're looking for something with a lot of jargon, this isn't the book for you. Okay? And I'm, I'm a little funny in the book, too, because it's just my nature. You'll hear my voice as you read it. You know, what's sad can be, you know, sad things what can make you cry can also make you laugh. You have to laugh at it. You got to let laugh it on away. Okay, loving Mr. Video Madden. Now, I don't have a lot to say about this guy. Mr. Video Madden stays home and he plays video games while you go to work. That's that new guy. We all know about him. 
What about Mr. Pokemon? What Pokemon be doing? I don't have Mr. Pokemon in the book, but uh, I can imagine Mr. Pokemon be running around Pokemon, you know? Hmm. Wow. Then I got Mary Hippie. She's Harry's lady. Now, this is a person that is an enabler for a person that is suffering from addiction. And um, this person depends on Mary to um, handle everything, come to the rescue, bail him out of jail, handle his financial problems. Anything that's unmanageable, uh, Mary handles. And I I got that title, Mary Hippie, She's Harry's Lady. It was um, one of the lyrics in the song, Harry Hippie. By Bobby Womack. Maybe many of you may not remember. Well, anyway, it was another verse. It was a woman, Mary. Mary was Harry's lady. You know, she she pound hand panhandled money just to feed Harry's baby. Listen to the song again, those of you that are familiar with it. Okay, then we have the Tell Death Do Us Part guy. Now this guy is like a time bomb. And he is ready to explode without notice. If you are living with that tell death do us guy, death do us part guy, I want to tell you this. Never, ever, ever allow someone to love you to death. You know? You got to know when to roll. How Kenny Rogers say it? Know when to roll them and know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You might be in a run situation dealing with this guy this is that domestic violent guy so that's the um tell death do us part guy then we have if being the side chick is wrong i don't want to be right i want to tell you this if you are not the main woman some of y'all wondering what a side chick is I'm going to tell you like this. If you are not the main woman and you are expected to be comfortable with zero plans for the two of you for the future, never mention anything about his wife and or his main woman. Because you might be a couple chicks on the side. If you are expected to anticipate frequent changes in plans without notice, And the only thing that you have are a few stolen moments that the two of y'all manage to spend together sometime. If any of these terms and conditions sound comparable to the relationship that you currently hold in your man's life, if your man got a wife, has a wife, or another life, then you are perhaps the chick on the side, better known as the side chick and most side chicks have been a form to never ever 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 attempt to contact the main chick got me so with that being said if that sounds familiar and maybe if it's you you know what to do right okay Then we got the, I just don't want to be lonely woman. That's chapter seven. You know, when a woman suffers from low self-esteem, 
it is very easy for her to commit herself to anyone, anyone who may express interest in her, regardless of how she may feel about him. She didn't fell in love with him. You know, often women suffering from this issue feel that they have to put up with behavior from men that don't satisfy them. And, and they really consider themselves lucky to have a man at all. You know, we at, at one point it may look like that this woman just don't want an empty slide in her bed at night. But when we take a closer look, when we really take a good look, many times the case is this woman suffers from low self-esteem. A woman suffering from low self-esteem, she, she puts up with a lot of short-term relationships. So I talk about that in the book. And mind you, I'm going to remind you again, I don't just give you a scenario. I give you the scenario, just a little something to, you know, to figure out. And then I go to the let's talk section because that's like the girlfriend chat in a coffee shop. And immediately following that, I have the conclusion, which is what I have concluded about the scenario. And then in the book, I have the most important page of all. I have the page, um, today I will release and let go of. And that is a blank page that immediately follows the conclusion of each chapter for the reader to acknowledge um, anything that they got out of the chapter that they want to release and let go of. Because I'm a firm believer that we will never, ever, ever, ever be able to change anything that's that's toxic or venomous in our lives if we refuse to acknowledge it. So we had to take the rosy colored glasses off and acknowledge it. Um, and if you're just joining us, we're, we're uh, talking about the venomous relationships in my award-winning book, Venomous Relationships. Now, when we come back, we're going to take this quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the jailbird lover, the cougar and her cub, and my gut buster story. So won't y'all go nowhere now you're here. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. 
Radio.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's TamarNeal.com or call 888-503-1575. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A neal.com. Now, back to the show. Hi everyone, welcome back. If you were just joining us, we were on chapter, I believe it's eight, of uh, my award-winning book, Venomous Relationships. I'm sorry, y'all, if you got a problem with me saying award-winning. Once you win an award for your book as an author, you have to keep saying that, okay? You know, my award-winning book, Venomous Relationships, it means something to the book world. So, anyway... As I was saying, we were going to chapter 8, The Jailbird Lover. Now, Jailbird Lover, that's basically that guy that's in jail. The relationship with him, for some reason, many women have decided to have a relationship for many different reasons. They decide to, and men, have a relationship with someone who is unattainable to them. Now, there's many reasons why people do this. And in the book, I don't say don't talk to a jailbird. I I would never say that because there's many different. um, And I have a a, a questionnaire in the book where I actually ask about different circumstances, stances such as are you married to this person? Were you already involved with this person before um, they were incarcerated and things of that nature? Um, But some people actually meet the man in jail and that's what they want for many reasons. Sometimes they don't want anyone touching them at night. So this is a real convenient relationship for them, you know, because they have complete control. You know, how often does your man call you 20 times a day and want to just talk and write letters? Some women have never received a love letter in their life. So it's a whole lot to this. It's no one size fit all. But anyway, I just want to say uh, both of the people, the one thing they have in common is the two of them, they're both prisoners in love. And that's provided that the guy in jail is in love. He's not just one of those jailhouse pimps. Chances are if he's a jailhouse pimp, he's in need. And there's a big difference between being in love and being in need. Um, you may not have figured it out yet, but the gentleman or the the, the uh, lady 
in jail, incarcerated, they definitely need you right now. And that's all right. The question is, will they still need you? Will the need still be the same in their life when the door of the cage has been opened? That's the question. Or are they going to just fly on the way? That'll let you know what you're working with. Okay, the cougar and a cub. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The cougar and her cub. Many women have decided to cub these sweet young things or club them. <laughs> After you cub them, club them. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a cougar and a cub because, you know, men have been doing this thing for the longest time and some they call them summer, winter relationships or spring or whatever they want to call it. But now they got the cougar and a cub. The cougar and a cub. So here, you know, one thing I want women to realize after they cub them is that a person that has never had to be responsible for anyone but themselves may not be able to comprehend your commitment to your obligations. Uh, they will ultimately become agitated when you are not able to drop the ball and run off to whatever he wants to do. And if he's never been married or lived with a woman, he really has no knowledge of what is expected of him. Now, all at first glance, he may appear selfish. He's not. He just never had to think about anyone but himself. So with this being said, after you cub him or club him or whatever it is that you do, just know, you know, when you play with puppies, sometimes you're going to get licked in the mouth. Take the time out to train them, you know, because he's not going to come full grown. And um, what is it doing in the venomous relationship book? At some point, any time that you're in a relationship and you are being misused, you are ultimately being abused because that's the definition of abuse. And many times when people find themselves in these cougar cub relationships, the cougar, you know, in some way gets misused. And the cub get misused too if you really look at it, you know. So it's a lot to look at. No one size fit all in any of these chapters, just real talk. And then we have, last but not least, my gut buster story. And I failed very, this very common life test miserably. And I am very grateful that I am here today. And I humbly tell my story from many years ago in hopes of helping someone else. I told my story of when I went out on my, um, my date that I almost didn't come back from um, it's you can actually uh, the the story has been told in CNN magazine, Mind uh, Body Green, Shisva magazine. Uh, that's to say that yeah, yeah, it's been told in several different magazines. So anyway, and that story is also in my um, my award-winning book, Venomous Relationships. That story, that's my gut buster story in uh, chapter 10. So check that out. 
I also have, um, so when you get a chance, check that story out. Um, now, I know many of you are sitting back and you're, you're like me, you're happily married um, and you're feeling like, um, like me. I've been there, done that and wrote the book. But guess what? Many of you may not have written a book, but you might be like, I've been there, done that and got the bumper sticker. But we all know someone. Or we know. We try to act like we don't see the elephant in the room, but we know. We all know someone who is still there. As quiet as it's kept. It may not be a relative. It might be someone at work. It may be a co-worker. It may be a neighbor. But we all know someone who is still there. Still doing that. And could certainly use a book that would help them to identify the telltale traits of a venomous relationship. So once again, um, I also wrote the world's top 10 worst men for women guide, if any of you, um, it's the same thing. It's 10 very common toxic relationships. Uh, so um, they're available at bookstores everywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, you can Google my name, Tamara Neal, T-A-M-A-R-A, Neal, N-E-A-L. And um, you should be able to um, come up with just about, not many people, don't, most people don't tell you to Google them. But for some reason I do. I'm, I really don't have a lot to hide. You know, once you pick up this platform, your life sort of becomes an open book. That's why they call it a public figure. <laughs> so thank you again for joining us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time and 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to take another deep breath. Ooh, Ooh them deep breaths sure feel good. Now, y'all come on back now next week. You hear? Thank you for tuning in to Tamar's Relationship Transformation. Please join host Tamar Neal again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here again next week.